turn to the theme verse for these par- the various past months in Matthew chapter 6. 请大家打开我们过去几个月在读的这个主题的经文，就是马太福音第六章，verse seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you.你们要先求他的国和他的义，这些东西都要加给你们了。Probably a, a few months back, uh, I shared with brothers and sisters uh, that as we consider this matter of the kingdom and his righteousness, my burden was to share on this matter of the kingdom. What does the word kingdom mean in the Bible? In the heart of God, what is the significance of the kingdom? And why does it impact us? And affect us? I really feel that this is a burden that the Lord has given to us. Not just to us who are gathered here. A few weeks back, we had the youth conference. And the theme of the conference was found in Psalm 24. The King of Glory. So I really feel that the Lord has, in His heart, would like to share with us what does this mean, the King and the Kingdom. And what we shared last time was that the kingdom is at the heart of the will of God. How is it that we know that? Because we know that both in the beginning of the Bible, and at the end of the Bible, we find this theme of the kingdom. We will just quickly review what we shared. And my burden for this morning is not just that it's in the light of understanding what the kingdom is. In the light of understanding what the kingdom means. And in the light of understanding what the will of God is. What ought to be our response? So if you remember, we read in the verse in Genesis chapter Genesis chapter 1. And verse 28. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And we understood that through this verse, God explained to us why He created man. And 
He said, "Be fruitful and multiply." And fill the earth. But then more than that. Subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So from the beginning, God wanted man to be king of the earth. You here see the theme of the kingdom. But not just a kingdom in the heavens. But here was a kingdom on earth. Man was to rule over this earth. And not only that, but that as man ruled this earth, it would reflect the rulership of God. That earth is to be a reflection of heaven. That what you saw the condition here on earth, it will remind you of the condition in heaven. That as man ruled the earth according to the will of God, people will be reminded, ah, this is how God is. So this was the heart of God. Now we know that the, the angels fell. We know that Lucifer rebelled. And became Satan. He did not acknowledge God as his Lord and King. And because of that, there was rebellion in this world. And then the Bible tells us that the the um the the um the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the earth became chaotic. Earth was definitely not a reflection of heaven. So because of this God created man in order to Recover his own work. That through man, God could restore his work. That through man, God could demonstrate his kingship and rulership. So God's desire for man was that he would learn to submit into the kingship of God. So that's why God placed the tree of the life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden. His desire was that man would eat of the tree of life. The tree of life spoke of dependence and reliance on God. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil spoke of man's independence. And as man would partake of the tree of life, as man would obey God, then as he submitted under the rulership of heaven, then all the animals would subdue under man. Then earth would be a reflection of heaven. But unfortunately, man fell. Man sinned. 
our Lord Jesus, who fully satisfied the Father, and he was one who had wonderful fellowship with his Father. He said, I do not do anything on my own initiative. What I see my Father doing, I do. And our Lord also demonstrated perfect obedience. He lived a, a life that was completely dependent on the Father. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Not my will, but thy will be done. The Lord wanted that cut to be removed from him. But, but he said, Not my will, but thy will be done. And we know that our Lord was completely obedient to the Father because he went and died for us on the cross. The form of man was obedient to the Father in order to accomplish the work of redemption. And we sang in a song earlier this day, This is our servant king. So we know in our Lord Jesus, our Father was fully satisfied. And John said, We beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten Son, the Father, full of grace and truth. And remember that dove came from heaven, spoke of the Holy Spirit. And descended upon our Lord Jesus. So here it spoke of for the first time. Finally, someone here on earth was a reflection of heaven. The Lord Jesus told the disciples, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So wherever the Lord Jesus went, he brought heaven there. So he was the man after God's own heart. And he was a king after God's own heart. So thank the Lord. He finished the work on the cross. We restored fellowship and obedience. But thank the Lord. He is the first fruit among many brethren. God's desire was not just that, obviously, um, God's desire in creating man was that his purpose would be fulfilled in man. So through his son, he wanted to bring recovery. To his own work. So God's desire was that man again would rule this earth. But not just his son, 
But he wants to bring many sons into glory. Okay, so this is very high and very uh, uh, glorious. But it's not just theoretical, brothers and sisters. It's very real and very practical. So we spoke about the beginning of the Bible. So the question is, what happens in the end of the Bible? Is the will of God ultimately fulfilled? We, we said that God's original purpose was that man would rule this earth. So what does the Bible tell us? What happened in the end? So Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 4. Then I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded, because of their testimony of Jesus, and because of the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received the mark on their forehead and on their hands. And they came to life, and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. 我又看见几个宝座，也有坐在上面的，并有审判的权柄赐给他们。我又看见那些因为给耶稣做见证，并为神知道被斩者的灵魂和那没有拜过兽与兽像，也没有在额上和手上做过他印记之人的灵魂，
Christ is going to reign on this earth for a thousand years. But not only that, but there are many others that will reign with him for a thousand years. So we here see at the end of the Bible, God's purpose is fulfilled. That man will rule the earth. Of course, Christ, his son, is going to rule the earth. But many will reign with him. So there is much that has happened between Genesis chapter 1 and Revelation chapter 20. So we know that ultimately the will of God is fulfilled. So we know that the Lord is going to return soon. So the question is this. As we understand the will of God, as we understand that God's desire is that His kingdom may be established on this earth, that His kingdom may come and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in light of all of this, we understand what is it that's going to happen? What is our response? So, actually, um, we were not just the ones that probably have, so we have this question. When is all of this going to happen? And what ought to be our response? How are we to live in light of all of this? But thank the Lord, we're not the only ones that had such a question. But the disciples themselves asked the Lord this question. And how much better, what, uh, um, there is nothing better than for the Lord to respond himself. So what did the where did the Lord disciples ask the Lord about this? So why don't we turn to Matthew chapter twenty four? Matthew chapter twenty four and verse three. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And then verse 32. The Lord then says, Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branches has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near, right at the door. And then But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Then verse 33. 
That's why verse 42 he says, Therefore be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. Be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. For this reason, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not think he will. Who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that evil slave says in his heart, My master is not coming for a long time, and begins to beat his fellow slaves, and eat and drink with drunkards, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, at an hour which he does not know. And will cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Brothers and sisters, when we read this verse, uh, when we read early in verse 3, the Bible says he was sitting on Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? So we know that when the Lord responded to the disciples, the disciples had come in private to him. So this is when the Lord poured out his heart to his disciples. The disciples asked him, when is this going to happen? And then the Lord says this, Learn from the parable of the fig tree. But more than that, it says, Therefore be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. So, so the Lord pours out his heart to his disciples. The ones whom he loved. And he warns them. And he says, you are all slaves. The question is this, are you going to be ready when I come? So, um, the first question the disciples asked was, when are you coming? And we had mentioned last time that the Lord already gave us a hint. When he says, learn from the parable from the fig tree. When its branches put forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. And we said last time that 
the fig tree speaks about the nation of Israel. Now we know that the the nation of Israel displeased God. Because of this, God allowed them to be deported from their own land. And through various different occasions, different times, they were spread across the world. So for almost 2,000 years, the nation of Israel was wandering throughout the world. But in 1948, the nation of Israel became a nation again. So we see that the fig tree put forth its leaves and has and has become a nation again. And we went through some of the details last time, which we won't go through this morning. But in this same recording, in the, in the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 21 and verse 29. The Lord says, When you see the fig tree and all the trees put forth its leaves, you know that the Son of Man is near. So it should remind you that not just the ancient nation of Israel will come come back again. But many nations that were related to Israel will come back again. So we mentioned about the nation of Babylon. And the nation of Persia. And the nation of Greece. And then the Roman Empire. And we're reminded of the statue in the book of Daniel. How the nation of Israel, they were oppressed by these various empires. But according to the Bible, according to what the Lord was warning the disciples, when you see these nations rise up again, you know that the Son of Man is near. So in 1980 and 1981, we know there was a war between Iraq and Iran. So Iraq and Iran appeared on the world map again. Iraq is nothing but ancient Babylon. Iran is nothing but ancient Persia. But not only that, we know that in Europe, ever since the 90s, we have seen the rise of the European nations. European Union. Today they have one currency. Today they have one passport. And it reminds you that upon the land of the Roman Empire, this great nation has arisen. There are many details that the Bible tells us about. About how the Antichrist is going to come from there. 
And last time we spoke about the great statue within the book of Daniel. Speaking about the history of these various empires. And how this empire this this great statue speaks about the history of mankind. But also that we have already come to the to the feet of the statue. And how the ten toes speak about the Western uh, speak about the European Union. But that's not our focus. We also shared this other thing. Was that that great statue? Actually, in the end, it's crushed to pieces. And it's crushed by this huge rock that came from heaven. That is going to strike at the feet of the statue. And everything's going to crumb, crumbling down. And what is that event describing, brothers and sisters? Revelation chapter 20. Our Lord is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's going to destroy that great statue. So, brothers and sisters, so the Lord said this, Know that the Son of Man is at the doors. The nation of Israel has been restored in 1948. 1980s, 1990s, all of these ancient nations have come to power. And soon enough, someone like the, someone, the Antichrist is going to arise well. thank the Lord, brothers and sisters. We're not waiting for the Antichrist. We are waiting for Christ. We're waiting for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Because He has a work that He hasn't finished. Let us not forget. We already mentioned that in the beginning. God had an eternal purpose. God wanted man to rule this earth. Now, God had His own way. And His way was that man would be in fellowship and obey him. Now man disobeyed God. And in that process, he lost his fellowship with God. And then reigned this world according to his own way. And you can see what condition the world is in today. There are wars and rumors of wars. The, man, the history of mankind has been uh, 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 failure after failure. And you see how the, 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 uh, how, um, how the nations are ruled in the world today. Think about the carnage of World War One and World War Two. The question is, is Earth a reflection of heaven? 
Who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them their food at the proper time? So, based on how they respond, based on whether they are faithful, the master will reward them. But then the Lord continues. And we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that example. Then the Lord continues to tell two more parables. One, the parable of the ten virgins. And then the parable of the talents. So if you read in chapter 25, there were ten virgins. They all uh, fell asleep. And they were all waiting because they were waiting for the bridegroom. Now, some of them had more oil, some of them had less oil. So, Five of them who were wise had oil with them, but five of them who were foolish did not have enough oil. So when the bridegroom came, the foolish one said, "Can you to the wise one, can you give some of your own, some of your oil? And the wise one said, no, that's not enough. There's not enough for both us and you. So, um, so then the foolish ones went out to buy some oil. And verse 10, And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came up saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Now, the oil always speaks about the Holy Spirit. So, um, and it's interesting here that the Lord says, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Remember, one of the things that we said that the Lord is trying to recover is fellowship. What does the oil speak about? It speaks about His life. It speaks about being filled with his life. It speaks about a life that is often lived in the presence of God. That means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How is it that you're going to know your master? You have to have fellowship with him. So here in verse 12, the Lord said, I truly I say to you, I do not know you. 
So what is the Lord telling the disciples? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Have fellowship with me. 要, 要跟我有交通, Walk in the Spirit. He has made a way that we can come between the wings of the cherub and turn to his whole into the Holy of Holies. The question is, are we willing to live there? To walk in His presence, live in His presence. Now, we know that the Lord spoke this, but Paul went a, went a little further and made it even clearer to us. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 4. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief. Verse 6. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and be sober. For those, for those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. So Paul says, let us be sober and let us be alert. And in Ephesians, he clarified even further. What does he mean? What does he mean by be sober? Chapter 5, verse 14. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Making the most of your time because the days are evil. Verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. So Paul says, in light of his coming, you are not to be drunk, but you are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You are to be alert. That's what it means to be alert. So Paul says, don't get drunk. Don't be filled with so many other things. All these other things are like getting drunk with wine. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. But interesting enough, 
if you read in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Now, Paul earlier said, Be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he said, uh, and then he said,
The wise virgins will have oil in their lamps. The foolish will build the house upon the sand. And the foolish did not have enough oil. You see again those two things? The word of God, the word of Christ. To obey his word. And then we see again another picture to be filled with the Holy Spirit. To have fellowship with him. So this is the work that the Lord is recovering today. In light of his coming. Are we going to be wise or are we going to be foolish? You know, in the Old Testament, even Moses had this prophetic sense. He said, Life is so short. Life is but a breath. So he had a prayer. To teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Brothers and sisters, the Lord's coming is soon. May we have the prayer of Moses. Ask the Lord to teach us to number our days. That we may live wisely. We may present a heart of wisdom. We may learn to obey Him. We may learn to have fellowship with Him. But, but that's not the end of it. So we know that in the book of Genesis, we talked about the way that to, uh, to attain to kingship is through obedience and fellowship. So God wants to live us to live a life of dependence. And then the the understanding is that as we depend on Him, we can grow up. We can understand what His will is. Then we can reign. So there is also the reigning part. So then we come back to the story of the slaves. The illustration that we see here is that the, the master has left. And then he has um, uh, um, uh, uh, he has slaves. The question is, are they going to be faithful? So, um, uh, how should I put this? What does the Lord mean when he says reign in the in the Bible? Especially, what does it mean to reign in his kingdom? Maybe we'll, 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 we'll read through that first. 
So what does it mean to reign in the heart of God? Um, so in Matthew chapter 11, verse 11, Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Interesting phrase, right? One who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So let us read in another portion, Matthew chapter 19. Verse 27. Oh, actually, let's, sorry, let's read chapter 20 first. Matthew 20, verse 21. Yeah. He said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Command that in your kingdom these two sons of mine may sit one on your right and one on your left. And that was the mother of James and John. Uh, and then verse 25 to 28. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great men exercised authority over them. It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Yesu教了他们来说，你们知道外邦人有君王为主治理他们，有大臣操权管束他们，只是在你们中间不可这样。你们中间谁愿为大，就必做你们的用人；谁愿为首，就必做你们的仆人。正如人子来，不是要受人
So they will reign with Christ for a thousand years. And then everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. 所以他们要与基督一同掌权一千年，二十九节，凡为我的名撇下房屋或是弟兄姐妹、父亲母亲、儿女、田地的，必要得着百倍，并且承受永生。然而有许多在前的，这样在后，在后的将要在前。So you see from these verses. 所以我们从这几几个经节里面看到。From this, from the Lord's perspective. 所以所以看从主的心意看到。How do you reign in the kingdom? 你怎么样来在国度里头掌权? The question is, how much will you, are you willing to serve? 所以问题就是说，你愿意有多少的服侍？ The Lord says, "The first shall be last, and the last first." 主说，在前的这样在后，在后的这样在前。So how is the Lord going to train us how to how to reign? 所以主要怎么训练我们，怎么来服侍呢？ He trains us by teaching us how to serve today. 所以他就训练我们今天这样子的服侍。Our Lord was the perfect example. 主他是一个完全的一个样式。We already spoke this morning about how our Lord. Laid aside his garments and washed his disciples' feet. The question is, are we willing to do the same? The Lord said, if you serve more, the higher place you will have in the kingdom when I come. So we come back then when the Lord responded about his return. We already read that one very important thing for us to be ready is this matter of life. How can this life grow? It's through fellowship and through obedience. But that's only one aspect. But the Lord also is going to make an account of our serving. One is the measure of life. One is the measure of life. On the other hand, is a measure of service. That's why the Lord says, be on the alert. Are you going to be found serving your brothers and sisters? Or the Bible says, are you going to be drunk? Are you going to be beating one another up? That's why the Lord told the second parable. In chapter 25, verse 14. 14 through 30. Here it talks about a man going on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. Verse 15, to one he gave five talents, to other two, to other the one. According to his own ability. Immediately the one who had received the five 
traded with them and gained five more talents. And the same way the one who had two talents. 同, 同样那个照样, but the one who had one talent dug a hole and put his talent in the hole. So the, the master came back and won the set of accounts with them. And then the five said, here's five more. The master said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And the same he said about the one with two talents. But the one who had one talent said that, you know, I was, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. I was afraid, and I hid your talent in the ground. So the Lord said, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put it in the bank and would have borne interest. Therefore, take away his talent and give it to the one who has ten talents. 主人回答说：“你这又饿又懒的仆人，你既知道我没有种的地方要收割，没有散的地方要散去裂，就当把我的银子放给兑换银钱的人。到我来的时候，可以连本带利收回。夺过他这一千来给那有一万的。”For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does not have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 因为凡有的还要加给他，叫他有余；没有的，连他所有的也要夺过来，把这无用的仆人丢在外面黑暗里，在那里必要哀哭切齿了。So brothers and sisters, 弟兄姊妹，So the Lord here talks about service.所以主在这里讲到服侍。So how can we, how are we being trained to become kings?所以我们要怎么样被训练就可以可以可以成为王呢？The Lord said. He who is faithful with a few things will be put in charge of many things. So the Lord today, based on our ability, gives us talents or gifts. He wants us to serve in the church. To serve him and to serve brothers and sisters. So one day he's going to come back and settle accounts with us. The question is, are we using the talents that the Lord has given us? Every one of us, the Lord has given gifts. We don't have time to go into it, but if you read in Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Lord has given gifts to the church so that the body may be built up. The question is, are we going to be lazy or are we going to be wise? Are we going to be faithful? This, this uh, giving of talents is also mentioned somewhere else in Luke chapter 19. The Lord speaks about a similar ta- a similar example. But there you see that the Lord talks about some will 
rule over ten cities, some over five cities.在《诉家福音》讲到，有的人可以掌可以治理十个城，有的人治理五个城。So if you're faithful in the little things，如果你在小事上忠心，the Lord may give you big things.主就给更多的给你。One day you might be the mayor of New York.有一天你可能做纽约市的市长。When the Lord returns.当主再来的时候，I don't know if New York is still going to exist. I'm just making an example. You see the point. very clear. So the Lord, in very simple terms, talked about his return. The Lord said, Look at the parable of the fig tree and of the other trees. Know that I'm at the doors. Um, but not only that, he gives then two examples, two parables. Parables of the virgins, and the parables of the talents. The expectation is one day when the Lord returns, he's going to settle accounts with us. One is the measure of life, one is the measure of service. Are we going to be mature in this matter of life? Are we going to be faithful in this matter of service? If we're faithful in this matter, then we'll be able to reign with Christ for a thousand years. Remember, the first shall be last and the last will be first. It will be very practical, brothers and sisters. Are we willing to pay the price today? Are we willing to allow the Lord to do a work in us? Are we today living by that life within us? A dependent life. A life of humility. Or are we living by our own life? Living an independent life. So when you have a tough boss, what do you do? You fight back? Are you willing to obey the Lord? Take up your cross. Go the extra mile. Turn the other cheek. When brothers and sisters give you a, 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 a look, are you going to fight back? Are you going to give a nasty look back? Or are you going to learn to take the way of the cross? In New Jerusalem, I'll give one, one last, I'll say one last thing. There's going to be pearls, precious stones, and gold. Uh, so, we know the story of the diamond, right? From carbon to become diamond. But you know the story of the di- uh, of the pearl, right? Is that when there's this, a piece of sand that goes into the to the oyster, I guess. When that oyster embraces that sand, and then instead of trying to fight against it, it embraces that sand by by spitting out the 
this layer of things. 他就是把他把这个沙子好像拥抱他也捉弄一些他的分泌的东西把它包住。speaks of grace。就讲到恩典。And then more grace。有更多的恩典。And then soon enough he has this beautiful pearl。那就不久就看到这美丽的珍珠。The question is what is our response？那问题就是我们怎么来回应呢？Today the Lord puts a piece of sand on us。若是今天主在我们在我们身上放了一个沙子。Might be a difficult boss。也许这个沙子就是你一个很讨厌的老板。Brothers we may obey him in all things. We may grow up. And then the Lord gives us gifts that we may serve brothers and sisters. Are we burying in the ground? Or are we allowing the Lord to use us to serve brothers and sisters? If we're faithful, if we um, obey him, and God is able to restore fellowship and obedience. If we're able to serve, then you'll see a wonderful picture in uh, the thousand years. We'll reign with Christ for a thousand years. That day, this whole this whole earth is going to be one back. One back. The Lord is going to recover the lost territory. We will reign with Christ on this earth. Earth will be a reflection of heaven. And do you remember when New Jerusalem the Bible says it's coming down out of heaven. We always have a perspective. One day we're going to go to heaven. The question is, is heaven really in heaven? Or is heaven actually heaven on earth? You can go back and you reread it for yourself. What do you think? Is heaven really in heaven or heaven really is on earth? Actually, I think you cannot even tell if it's in heaven or on earth when you read about New Jerusalem. That's the purpose of God. Is that heaven is not just in heaven, but heaven is also on earth. On earth, you can find a reflection of himself. If we're willing to obey him, willing to have fellowship with him, we're willing to serve him and serve brothers and sisters. Let's bow with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your own word. Lord, our desire is that you may have your will in each one of our lives. Lord, your coming is so soon. 
To Lord often be in your presence. To have fellowship with you. Lord, to be willing to obey your word. But also, Lord, that we may be faithful with the gifts you have given us. To be able to serve brothers and sisters. Lord, so that you may find a people that you are pleased with on this earth. Lord, you are waiting for the bride to make herself ready. Lord, may we really be able to respond and make ourselves ready. So that you may return. Lord, one day, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We thank you that your will will be fulfilled. Lord, our desire is that we may have a part in it. Lord, may you have your way in each one of our lives. In Jesus' precious name. 祷告靠主耶稣基督的名。